Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to First Time Parents. Do you remember what the tagline is? Nah, that's your job. <laughs> An unedited, unfiltered podcast about us as first time parents. This is season two, the toddler edition. What do we have? A good 18 months off? Yeah. Yeah. And we're back. One of the things that we thought why we would come back is because we wanted to talk more about parenting so that we could, I guess, see and hear each other and share our experiences. My question for you today, Big Daddy Griffo, (laughs) of our almost three-year-old Memphis, what do you reckon your biggest struggle is of being a parent? Having a kid, (laughs) the whole thing. Oh, it's a tough one to, I guess, straight off the bat, because obviously I'm a bit blindsided with this question. I haven't, Heidi didn't give me the heads up. Well, I just thought it's one of those things, Um, because I guess I've been thinking about myself, of what I've been finding so challenging recently, and then I was like, oh, I'll I'll throw this at him in the podcast. It's, I reckon it's changed over time. And the ones that come to mind is probably initially was finding myself because I felt that I did lose myself. Um, it's just such a massive change from, you know, not being a parent to being a parent. You know, you've got this little creature you have to look after. You you feel more responsibility. <laughs> creature. <laughs> well, he acts like it. <laughs> he does act like a creature sometimes. Wild creature. So that's definitely one of them. And then... Can I just ask you a question on that? Do you think you've found yourself again? No, not 100%. But looking back, probably the first 18 months was definitely a whirlwind and you just prioritise this creature. A <laughs> <laughs> um, little boy, Memphis. Before yourself, you know. Mm. I was working full time, so obviously that's the responsibility to bring in income. Um, then you're coming home to relieve you because you've been with him. So you really just put yourself right at the back of the queue, which I think is natural, but if we were to have another kid, it would definitely be something I'd be a bit more cautious about and actually not saying I'd put myself at the front of the queue, but made sure I just checked in with myself a bit more Mm, and and, and be okay to go and have some time out and do the things you like where I, I still, as you said, do you think I've found myself now? Uh, I think I'm getting there. But, you know, here we are three years in and I'm still sort of saying that. And now he's, you know, nearly three years old. He's a lot more independent. Um, You can communicate with him so you don't feel as much pressure that you've got to have to do everything, you know. And and I'm sure, like I said, if we do have a second kid, you'll be a lot more better at your job Mm. uh, as being a parent. So that's definitely, I'd say, one of the biggest things of just, yeah, I, I still struggle and definitely did in the earlier or the first yeah half of his life and I think it's probably you know fair to say that when we did have a break from this podcast we probably did and you were never officially diagnosed or anything like that but we reckon that you probably did have a bit of postpartum like depression and you were you were functioning because you had to go to work but when we really think about it and we've looked at it and talked about it and you know looked online and I think it was called like baby fatigue that's another way they label it online especially for the dads it's like you lost you struggled with the whole connection thing with Memph and then you started to pull back from me you were losing yourself in beers you know you were just you you lost yourself you know and I think having that time off we kind of realized that you know, you had some 
things that maybe had we have seen though, realized those signs, maybe were a bit deeper earlier, we probably could have done something else about it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do believe everyone would have some sort of something feeling of, <laughs> yes. of oh, I shouldn't say negativity, but just whatever it is, a cloud of some sort, well, it's you, but you. a different degree, you know. Obviously some people are, would get it and they're debilitating like they cannot function and not move and then obviously some people can function mm. but pushing it to the side but meanwhile it's festering, which maybe sometimes is worse. But, you know, obviously I got by but I think, like I said, if we were to have a second kid, definitely it'll be something I'll be a bit more wary of and also use some of the tools that I'm a bit more... Mm. Um, you know, familiar with now that keep you on track to being happy and healthy in yourself and being the best parent you can be. Well, and just be aware of, you know, yourself. Like you said, I think that was the biggest thing, like checking in with yourself. Like I think sometimes when you go 100 miles an hour because you felt like you had to pay the bills for the house, you know, we had a new house, all these Working, things Working, cooking, cleaning, yeah, wiping like, bum. And, and <laughs> you then might wipe that, my bum. And, and that's it, you know. <laughs> that, that's all. That, that's pretty much your whole, you know, first mm. year of consumption. That's that's all you do. Yeah. Um, and what about now in the toddler years? What was the question again? <laughs> I was just like, uh, <laughs> he's fatigued. Of the, yeah. uh, you know what? Do what are you? Biggest struggle. Yeah. Well, the biggest challenge. I mean, it's been ebbs and flows with him. I think I can't remember. I think it might have been maybe just after he turned one. I felt we actually got a little bit of a connection, and then that went away. And you know, he's very mum dominant, which I think a lot of kids probably are in that sense because they've. You know, the mum's been there most of the time because they're the supply, like the food. Well, why um, wouldn't they want their mum? Look it, at me. No, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I know the table's turned and it was like, oh, shit, yeah, it's pretty crap when he's like this. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I had to deal with for the first year or year and a half. And then that was only short-lived. Then he went back to mum and probably over the last couple of months he's gone back to you, but I feel like he's just starting to turn again for the good, which it sounds fairly common chatting to guys and their journey. And I know I've heard a lot sort of around that age three, four, that's when they really start to open up to dad and be a bit more interested in dad because, you know, he's more independent at that age. He can get his own food. Um, whereas, <laughs> he's you know, cooking his own he's, meals he's, by the time he's four in the house. That's it. He's um, not just relying on mum and he's probably a bit more interested in, in what dad's doing. So, you know, I try and um, take him outside in the shed and tinker and he, he does get excited and likes seeing that because that's something obviously you don't do. So I think in time... <laughs> what? That... I swear I'm out in the back shed most weekends. Oh, yeah, in the, <laughs> in the garden. Yeah, I could just picture it. So, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a hard one to you know, handle where you don't feel, a, you know, a, a nice bonding connection. And that might be sometimes me because I might be pushing him away and then also um, just him going to what he's most comfortable with, which mm. is, you know, you, the mum. So that's, yeah, that I know it used to eat me up because you're just like, man, I'm doing so much shit for you. And you just don't show the appreciation. And I know obviously at that age, they don't understand what they're doing. I think to a degree they do, but at the same time, it just sucked, you know. Mm. I mean, you got on with it, but it did suck because it, you it, just you just want to be, you know, showing appreciation like we do as adults. <laughs> we want to be appreciated it's for the things. Baby. And a toddler now, even, it's, even now, you know, and there's... I'm definitely going to get um, 
a parenting expert on. She's coming on in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, it was funny when I messaged her to ask her to come on. She said, oh, you know, what what do you want to chat about? And I said, well, sometimes I feel like Griffo's a bit old school and he says stuff like, he doesn't show me his appreciation when I pick him up from daycare and he doesn't talk to me and all this stuff. And I said, I, I think, and I don't want to say all men because I don't know, just who I'm with, which is you, <laughs> the only man I know, you know, as being uh, Memphis's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I hope so. <laughs> is that I see within you, it's like this old school mentality of like, he must show me respect. And But you say it jovially, jovially, <laughs> um, but it's it's true. Like, I mean. But he, he hasn't developed, like you're, you're but, 36 or however you, are you 36 or 36? Yeah, yeah, that'll do. You're 36. And. You know, you've had years of learning how to be respectful, this and that. You know, it's in, you know, when you go to school, you kind of have to embody that with teachers and stuff. But they're toddlers. Their main thing is supposed to be to have fun and to explore and to feel, you know, they show us how to feel and stuff through their so when you come home some days and you say that I, I'm like he's but you, you blow three. it off you blow it off like he doesn't have any of those skill sets no he's, he's very he, he does he does and, and I, because of us explaining to him you know hey that doesn't but, make dad or mum feel why very do you, nice why do you think he needs to respect you because you picked him up <laughs> I don't need a whole like high five here dad here's 10 bucks so here's a beer thanks for picking me up just the cuddle would be nice or yeah. you know just it, it doesn't have to be much but then he just gives me nothing and then but, come home and then he's all over you like a rash but like just I said remember, I don't need yeah just remember right like they also don't know how to fully explain their feelings or if he's had a hard day at daycare and he's really tired, he doesn't know how to say, hey, Dad, I'm just going to sit here and just chill out for a minute and not talk. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't know how to. So, yes, he can communicate with us and talk to us, but he also isn't fully aware or understands, like, communication. I mean, we're still struggling with our communication in our relationship for nine and we're nine years (laughs) in. Like, how can you expect a toddler to, do you know what I mean, like, fully communicate? and show their respect. Yes, sir. <laughs> All of this is a hug and a smile. I know, and it's I not, know. It, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take I, any effort. I get that. But then, you know, like that's what I find hard when it's like you don't want to shame him for that. You want to show. And I think like I, I think I ages ago spoke to my psychologist about it, you know, just saying sometimes that you do want to act kind of like a bit like a kid and be like, well, you didn't do this to me, so oh, yeah, I'm um, like that with him all the time. I know it's great. Like no, the, it's not. Yeah, it is. Like you say, That's, oh, kid, kids actually, bring your inner kid out. So just, tough kitties, you can't have it I both don't ways. Think it's good or healthy, you know. And this is why I want to get Courtney on. But yeah, it's like a kid ran him sometimes. Yeah, but I'm not. I, I what I. I don't want to sit here Listen and... Listen to her scramble for <laughs> no. words. She's such a perfect mother. <laughs> no, oh, not here at, we go. No, not at all. But from the stuff that I read and, you know, listen and talk to teachers and all that kind of stuff, you don't want to shame them for that behaviour because then he will start to shame himself. And I think because that's something that I'm so passionate about because I've, you know, they learn everything from when they're one to seven, so much goes into their subconscious, you know, that's why I'm like, you know, if it, if it's a thing that we do to him all the time, like, oh, he didn't give us a kiss or a cuddle, like, that's a bad thing. It doesn't, do you know what I mean? But it I'm trying be. to also instill, like, this is the right thing to do by just acknowledging. Well, 
And I think I'm not there's... saying he's got to sit there and have a good old yarn with me <laughs> and he's got to hug me, you know, all day, every day. You know, I'm in, like you say, it's an important years. So the way I see it is, is, is instilling it into him, like, please and thank you and um, asking instead of pointing, you know what I mean? Those little things and eventually it will stick in and then that will, you know, make him into a, a good human, a respectable human, you know? They're only little things and like you say, it starts at a young age. Well, I think it would just be a really interesting conversation with Courtney because she did say that dads and mums are so different usually in the way that they parent. The mums can be a lot more... Want to be conscious as well. Oh, yeah. Whereas yeah. dads, sometimes they act from a bit more like harder. well, just how you were raised by our like by our parents usually. But do you know yeah, what I mean? Which I would is say like that generally. generation was like show respect to your elders, like damn straight. You know, <laughs> I don't want my kid to be a little like disrespectful yeah, shit. But you just always you want to remember that he's only two and a bit, like but he's what nearly did you just three. Say before it's instilling the right things into him because they learn so <laughs> but, much. Oh gosh, you always got an answer for everything, don't you? I'm not saying I'm 100 percent right. I'm just saying my <laughs> and side. I'm not saying I'm 100 percent right either. But I, that's where you that's know why the, I think the it combination would... is good. And I'm not like that all the time. And I know there's times that you said you know, that you've got upset with him and you get upset with being upset with him. I'm like, well, he needs to understand that he's crossed the line and that's pissed you off, you know. That's Mm. okay. As long as you're not screaming at him day in, day out, obviously that's bad. But every now and again, I think there's a right time to be like that because they need to understand that, oh, shit, I have crossed the line with mum or Mm. dad. Yeah. And also, oh, shit, that's a bad thing. I can't do that. Oh, and I totally agree with you there, 100%. And I think, you know, parenting is such a ride and you do, like, there's so many beautiful, amazing things that you do as well. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, but but those are a couple of the things that I think, you know, how did we even get onto this topic when we're talking about the struggle? Don't know, but the one the one thing that you do as a parent or your your aim is is to make or to bring your kid up to be the best human they can be. You know, that that's the reason why you're doing the things that you do. Now, whether it's 100% right or not, your intent is always to just bring them up to be the best kid that they can be. And I yeah, I think the you biggest know? thing that I try and instill in him all the time and it comes down to being my own struggles as well you know is that be kind to others and also kind to yourself because for years you know if you if you listen to my other podcast champagne confidence it's all about how I treated myself like shit for years you know by not being kind to myself so that's a road that I don't want Memphis to go down so I'm always kind of talking to him about you know loving himself and like himself even though he's only two and a half here she goes nearly three so you're saying he's only <laughs> and then you're doing all this weird, like, hey, self, self-help self stuff at two years of age. It's Jesus not Christ. weird. <laughs> but that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think, I think probably my biggest struggle and why I want to talk to Court and get her on the podcast is I'm struggling with, like, this week I've wanted to tap out. Like, I've been so... And he's been sick as well, which is so hard. But he... I I hate to say this. I said it to my girlfriends yesterday when I was going for uh, for a few cocktails. It's horrible that you have to justify it as well. Like, I love my son. I do. And I think he's a legend. I don't think you have to justify it at all. But he's been annoying this week. Anyone that's got a parent, uh, that's got a kid, would 100% agree 
that, yeah, their kid can be a right pain in the ass and, yeah, you don't want to be around them because yeah. they are a handful. It's, I found it's not a bad it, thing uh, to no, say. I, like I said, it's, if it's happening every single day, there's probably an issue there that needs to be addressed. If it's a week here or a day here or there, yeah, that's completely normal. I think if you didn't feel like that at any stage throughout childhood... Yeah, he's you, been... <laughs> you've either got an absolute angel of a kid or you've just got... His, a part missing in your brain that you can't see them being annoying. He's got big emotions, which obviously we encourage that because we encourage him to feel his feelings. Yeah, but just do that between like six a.m. and happens. three p.m. No, that's no, that's so dad doesn't have to deal with it because it's triggering for you and it's triggering for me. And you know, this is the work that I've been doing on myself as a mum and stuff. And you know, especially in this time off. But, you know, this week it was like he was sick, so he really needed us, which is obvious. Yeah, obvious. So that. we were there. but And, you know, it was lack of sleep and all that kind of stuff. But see, for me, and I think I spoke about this on season one, is I get my anxiety gets triggered by sleep deprivation. Like that's a big thing for me. Yeah, or people as much get as grumpy or... All the tools yeah. that I have, it brings out my grumpiness and anxiety. And, yeah. and I can't... I do everything I can to help. You know, the other morning I took myself to the gym to reset, to like move my body and everything. But it was, I think it was Thursday or Friday morning and you'd gone to work and, you know, we'd had a late night and early, up early morning because he was sick and then he wouldn't take his nappy off, uh, you know, because he doesn't wear nappies in the day and he was, and it was dirty and, you know, I was trying to have all these things and he was just, he couldn't, he wouldn't talk to me. He was just doing this. Rah, rah, yeah, rah. yeah, just tell me what you want. <laughs> But it's this new thing that he's doing. And then he comes to the fridge and we had to battle it out for 15 minutes because he wanted chocolate for breakfast. This sick kid. (laughs) And I'm talking, the neighbours probably heard him across the road. And, you know, I can feel myself like not wanting to yell but just being like, I want to run away (laughs) because this is... You should do. Just leave him at the fridge. Well, I I have walked away but I always say to him like, know that mummy's here and you're safe but I... Uh, you're not listening. To, you're not listening to me. So I went and sat in the front room and just chilled for five minutes and just started breathing. And he's still what, going. You don't breathe. <laughs> no, just my <laughs> helpful, like you know. Another one of those back. weird things, eh? <laughs> got to have a dig. You've Come got on. No idea, do you? Well, I breathe all the time. <laughs> oh, it's actually quite good for you because oh, it keeps you gosh. alive. Anyway, so, yeah, anyway, I think we're going down the rabbit hole there. <laughs> you, you lost me for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> well, you were the one that was blabbering. First 10 minutes was good. Oh. That was my part. Well, like we said, we wanted to get this back on track, this podcast, because... Totally not this podcast. <laughs> well off track. <laughs> because this is how we hear each other and this is how we understand what the other person goes through sometimes. And so please send us a message. Um, I hang out mostly on Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. Is that Anderson. all you do? <laughs> yeah, oh. go on, go. Another dig. <laughs> do you to... uh, please slide into my DMs if there's any new husbands out there. <laughs> What's your Instagram account? Come on, spruke it. At underscore Heidi Anderson. And please let us know if there's anyone that you want to... You know, you want us to talk to. I know we're going to watch Maggie Dent and uh, one of her um, workshops on parenting. So I'm really excited about what? that. <laughs> I bought it, yeah. Um, which is all about this kind of stuff that we're talking about. So we'll fill you in on that. And we're also off to a relationship counsellor this week, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a need be. So we'll keep you posted on that as well. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe, rate and review if you're loving it. We appreciate you. Lots of love. See ya. Oops. We just started recording accidentally.